0: Good morning beautiful souls, hope you're well, well it's morning here anyway. I um, was thinking a lot about life and um, you know working on social media as well as in real life. You gravitate and see a lot of magic and a lot of things that are challenging as well but human nature tends to uh, be available to only find out or to focus on what is negative. So if someone hears noises in a video, for example, that is outside, what they expect to hear, then written in the comments or reviews of a video online will be, oh, too much noise, or someone sees less lighting, or the voice isn't too high, but the instructions was great, the person was amazing. The always a thing that is focused on is the thing that potentially isn't so good. One of the things in social media is that we often think a good life is based on how we are projecting numbers, how we are looking, how others are looking, um, and a social concept which changes over time with the government, with society, with the opinions of history and views, and all of the above. And the thing is that. We're not made to be self-serving in the ways that we are today. We're not made to be thinking that we should be more be more than we are. Often everything that we see doesn't look the way we think it is. Nobody reflects on their lives and kind of sees this. We often are always seen and trying to see what we think we should see. And when we don't, we get upset. So we maximize a lot of our pleasures and then wonder why we are not feeling the balance in life. We go from up and down. We go from the ability to appreciate what is to it never been enough. And we go from always wanting to be more And we find that instead of us having a great life, we get stressed and exhausted and mental tiredness from all that is. There comes a point where social media becomes an addiction. And they've said that social media has also shown with research that It has challenged our dopamine levels to make us feel numb. When we're always scrolling through it, we're getting instant gratification. Notifications are not holding back to check our messages. Instant gratification. And that starts to numb ourselves that nothing becomes enough. And also with all these instant gratification things, it starts to wear down on our ability to hold back our ability to have restraint and so they've also found that things can be affected like our anger levels, our aggression levels, um, our ways in which we respond calmly in this world. The measuring stick for a good life does just that. It's often that we don't realize that we really have to sink down into a ability to understand that we don't need to actualize what it means to do the things that we do, to have the things that we have around us. We have to understand that we don't have to piece everything together in our lives to transcend. We have no need to evaluate whether or not we have a good life is actually the things along we, the way that we count on, that we focus on, that we appreciate, that are the things that are going to make us a good life. As I know on social media when I started and I had such a small following, um, and I've always done that through an authentic base, I haven't had sponsorship and I haven't had um, all these wonderful network connections, which a lot of people have, and I think that's fantastic when you build a community like that as well. But I know that the amount of likes I have today and the amount of likes I had when I started, my ability to feel content about myself hasn't changed. I know that I will still have a bad day even with 1,000, 2,000, 500, 3,000, one like. I also know that my ability to handstand and do other things, I will still have a bad day. It didn't change my life. Because the things that change our life are internal and we've forgotten that. We've forgotten that it's about the capacity to feel discomfort and understand that you can get through this. It's the ability to question yourself and to change and to adapt and to be willing to change and grow as a human. It's the understanding that how many times you've changed your mind, the series of dogmas you've adopted and left, the family you have chosen to love. We often complain about friends and family and social networks, but we can choose that. We can also choose to unadopt dogmas and untruths. It's the meaningful conversations we had over a tea or a coffee, It's the funny and serious and hurtful things that we have discussed over time in our life. It's our evolutions of our abilities to perceive people in life and not judge and to accept ourselves wholly that's important in life. We've gotten so caught up in seeing what we think a good life should look like but it's all about the feel. We've gotten so caught up on seeing a person with a lot of numbers thinking they have the good life, but they could be struggling with depression or financial challenges as well. A lot of the sages actually tell us that we are built for the messiness, the craziness, the challenges, the hurt, the suffering, the joy, the happiness, the everything in our ordinary everyday lives. But it's the way in which we look on it and the things we count on along the way create that or not. It's not the number of relationships and friendships that we have. It's the courage to keep loving and the depth of love and how much we love. That's the most important thing. We have to understand that we have to be that better person. And to see the ways which we did rather than talk about it or judge and shame. It's the ways that you work towards a better future even if you haven't obtained all the goals that you have. It's about the number of things that you have been challenged about, that you have lost and you have learned. Not to attach to anymore, to let it go so you can breathe a little deeper, be a little kinder. It's about the times when you're at the end of your rope, but you figure out how to have faith and hold on just a little longer so you can push through the surface of your challenges once again and know you can do it. It's measured by not just alone what we do, but whom we are in the whole concept of it. It's about all those pieces of magic that we stumble upon in life that were off the beaten track, that were a part of the hellish journey, the highway to hell, and suddenly we found the magic, the beauty, the incredible lessons learned. It's understanding that the things that didn't work out actually had lessons within them and magic. It's understanding that Many of the people that have had success had those magic lessons learned, but all we see is their magic and understanding that no person gets out easy. You see, what we have missing here is the ability to understand that the good life isn't what society tells us. It's still rooted in our basic operating system like animals, the survivalist, the instincts, the sex and pleasure, the fame and recognition, and ego augmenting attention. All of that is hidden in the masked life and creating people that are able to dress things up to seem civilised and therefore, we think they are, but they're not. We have to understand that there's so much more to life, and that we don't need to actualize what it means to have gotten there, to be there, to have this. We don't need to consider the psychological implications of our potential wonderful made on Tinder or person, and whether they have this, this, and this. We understand that the, extens- ex- the extensive experience that works, that we have inherently who we are right now is enough, that we don't need to be more at all, that we need to be us in whom we are. As I go through this world, I realise more and more that we don't need to attach to the outcome of being good or right. The moment we decide this outcome, then beyond this, things tend to have a good or right. But if we drop the ability to have an outcome, then everything becomes a gift or a lesson learned. We need to realize that we need to see the purpose and value in each and every experience because everything is there. The bad things help us to grow and the good things too, but also help us to give us strength to help us to grow through the bad things. It's not about how much we get right. It's about how much we become expanded in the process. The good, the bad, the challenging, the awful, the fun, the messy, the great, the happy, all of it. You see, no one's ever failing unless we don't try at all. We have to understand that to feel is not failure. We need to feel the core of every emotional issue is the belief that it's not okay. And the emotions make us who we are too. It's not the presence of it that's harmful. It's the way that we resist it and use it. If we become emotionally healthy people, we can understand ourselves better and project ourselves better and think better. Everything we're going through and lead with love instead of fear. We need to set a time A way to process things, to understand things. So we can understand loss and grief and things that don't go right. But not put a label to them, good or bad. But resolve them and become present and and centred in the process. So we can breathe and move forward in an expanded way rather than a challenged way. We need to understand in a world full of instant gratification and we can basically have everything we want including all the workouts online for free, these videos, these podcasts. We need to understand to become emotionally healthy. It's not the acquisition of things that we desire that are ever going to do that and the more we get, the harder it's going to be. So to actually... Stop being part of the rat race and learn to be grounded in simplicity of the things that we actually need and want. We'll decrease the chaos in our outside world and decrease the chaos and ability to focus in our inside world. It'll give us the ability to be mindful and intentional and grateful and wise. What we do, whom we are and how we consume instead of feeling chaotic and lost and never enough. We need to understand to observe our thoughts objectively and not identify them with. Our thoughts are part of our life, but it's only when we attach to them that we really start to feel the challenges and we really start to change our lives, positive or negative. We are not our thoughts or feelings. We do have them, but we can observe them and we can choose to react and respond, use and generate or not. We may not be able to control that they happen but we can choose how we think about them and how we allow them to pass whether they pass with fear or love On social media it's a great example of that due to instant gratification we have a number of positive and negative supporters on social media And in real world we tend to be a little bit more mindful about how we respond and if we did that on social media, we would start to create accounts that we want to follow and understand that clothes or no clothes are not an issue. It's the way in which we treat the world around us, the way in which we are attaching to the dogmas or untruths. And these become our thoughts, whether they have been given to us, inherited via the society or our family or friends or just learned along the way through the experiences that we've had but we get to choose how we think about it and choose how we allow them to pass we need to understand also that many of the times we shame and judge for a good life that we see within us the things that dislike in others are often a reflection in us and the things we love in ourselves are often the things we love in others. We often hate on others because we cannot see that that's part of ourselves identifying, triggering ourselves. I know that when I was a child, I used to get so frustrated. My mum would talk a lot and now that I'm an adult, I see myself doing the same thing with my daughter waiting by my side. I know that I used to get so frustrated with my sensitivities and my ability to feel so much and my mum did exactly the same thing and I would get so frustrated when I watched others do the same thing and then I realised it was because I was still working on myself that it's okay to have this and to keep working on it that we're all just trying to let go and move on. When we practice self-identifying every time we find ourselves frustrated or inexplicably annoyed with something around us or someone's behaviour, we're able to tap into growth faster and root ourselves into creating a more peaceful existence and we no longer feel the need to judge others' behaviour and ultimately get angry and frustrated in the process. A good life is basically living as we are, Just as we are, not needing to be more, but just accepting who we are and counting good things along the way and focusing on them. We understand that we will have pain and we will listen to it and the discomfort, and we will learn from it and realign ourselves for better tomorrows rather than hurt people, hurt people. We understand that our masks only hurt us further. So as you walk along this life and you're worried about you're not having a good life because you don't have a number, because you're being judged by others, because you're not perfect enough, whatever the reason is, a good life isn't any of that. It never has been. Society might think make you think it is. But the good life is really just being unapologetically yourself. It's finding the magic off the beaten path. Your journey. It's about what you learn when you don't want to. Opening to the expansion of the bits and pieces, awakening and knowledge that build you up to be the person you are today. Never ever could you imagine that you would be here today. Remember, your good life is not how it adds up and stacks up in the end but by what you're counting and focusing along along the way have a great day